Ashley from the Offbeat Momcast. And I'm Amanda from Super Familiar with the Wilsons. And this is part two of the AW Squared Imagineville Moms collaboration of the review of the Great British Bake Off part two. Yeah. Episode two, which happened on January 1st of 2020. And I got very sad because they were so excited to be bringing in the new year and like who's going to be the first baker in 2020 and just like so joyful (laughs) to bring in the new year and if only if only they knew (laughs) these poor sad babies I was thinking that at the end when they were all hugging and they were so happy and I was like oh remember this in early 2020 Yeah, so Uh, it it was the cast of Dairy Girls, which I had never seen until we recorded the last episode. And you were like, hey, it's the cast of Dairy Girls. And I'm like, cool, should probably watch this. So you had seen Dairy Girls beforehand? I had seen a couple episodes. Josh had really gotten into it. I would say probably last year. There's been two seasons. They before started, it was cool. Before it was cool. He's he's reminding us that he was into it before it was cool. I'm sure he does um, that a lot. We love you, Josh. <laughs> That's right. Now we all get our uh, get our cool points from Josh. And I, I watched it, but I had a really hard time with it because their Northern Irish accents are so strong that the first couple times we watched it, I was like, mm, I don't know. And then baking thing happened. And then uh, we went back and watched it. And we have now watched all two seasons. And I heart it so much. Yeah, I I mean, I I benched the whole first season. And um, I think started watching the second season. But I think it was the same thing. Like, it was very hard for me to get into because I had no real context other than uh, like cranberry songs pretty much because I knew that they happened yeah. around that mm-hmm. time. And I'm like, Oh, there was like some strife in Ireland around in the nineties. And so I had to like Wikipedia, a lot of stuff do my internet research. And so I think I'm going to start again and um, rewatch it. Plus after seeing how lovely all of the actors, you know, mesh together in this, it like made me very excited for the ensemble aspect of it. Yeah. And I think that just gets stronger in season two. So really quickly, it's a show about teenagers in Northern Ireland and the civil unrest between the Protestants and the Catholics in the early nineties. But I, I really like it because I was in high school in the early nineties. And so it's really interesting to me, just like the music and the fashion and, um, yeah, I really like it. And I will say keep going through season two because it becomes even more heartwarming. It's a black comedy and it can be really stressful and it can be really serious, but it's also funny and in and, and heartwarming at the same time. So yes. yes. So he was coming in to do the New Year's bake. So they do a Christmas bake, which mm-hmm. we did on our first episode, and they do a mm-hmm. New Year's bake. Mm-hmm. Their signature was a trifle, which I have seen trifles before, but me being the American white girl was always like, yeah, it's like fruit and then like some crumbled cake and then maybe some like yogurt or cool, cool whip. <laughs> and then keep layering it up. But it was very, they were very specific that it needed to be like cream, wait, sponge, jelly, custard, cream. Like I remember Paul being and like, sherry. oh yeah, well, yeah, the booze. Uh, so I thought it was, I thought it was interesting to see it, you know, see them be so specific. Cause I was like, oh yeah, a trifle, it's just a bunch of layers of stuff. And then mm-hmm. I thought of the friends episode, <laughs> 
with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> There's like feet. Yeah. Half trifle, half cottage pie. <laughs> yes, so good. So so the actors are Dylan, who plays James. I'm not going to do last names. It's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Okay. Llewellyn, my husband is telling me because he's my research. Nicola, who plays Aaron. Jamie Lee, who is Michelle. Shorsa, who is Aaron. The mm-hmm. did I wait? I said Nicola was Aaron. That's not right. Nicola is Claire. Nicola is Claire. Sorry, Nicola. Um, and Siobhan, who is Sister Michael, and she might be my favorite. I, I think I had watched um, a few episodes, and she was just, you know, she had her, you know, you're like, oh, this is a sister who's like, I roll at these teens. But then seeing her personality during this episode, I was like, this woman is brilliant. And just like the real MVP of both this episode and Dairy Girls, because just her, mm-hmm. I don't know, her characterization, her delivery, all of it was like, she made me laugh the most. Absolutely. And Josh and I were talking about, I asked him who he was enjoying the most. And he, and he said, Siobhan, she just, her personality really came out and you could tell the producers were really appreciating it because they featured her a lot. Yes. So Dylan made a raspberry and sherry signature, which he had practiced with his mom, which I thought was very cute. I know. But it it didn't do so great. Um, Nicola seemed like she was really going to come in. Like they were saying she was the one that bakes and she was going to like sweep this. And now she didn't say that, but she she had had the most trouble with her, with her sponges. Yeah. I literally wrote OMG the sponges. She remade that sponge. I don't know how she had time (laughs) to make that many sponges. I was like, you made three sponges. She grilled one of them, but yes. Um, (laughs) But her love, her love for Prue was very cute. Like she didn't, she didn't care about Paul, but like she loved Prue and just wanted, was just there for Prue's approval. Yeah. Jamie made made a, yeah. Chocolate and orange one. And I remember I wrote that she was very proud of her custard because everyone seemed to have trouble with the custard. And she was like, it's, it's custard in. <laughs> I think that was her. Custarding, yes. <laughs> she had the best words. She's very good at making custard. But those, those mandarin orange slices with the chocolate just looked so gross to me. But Paul liked it. I am not. I remember when chocolate oranges were a thing. Like you'd get it in the foil and it looked like an orange mm-hmm. in the foil. And I have never understood yeah. citrus and orange. Or sorry, citrus and chocolate. It has never been something that has seemed palatable to me so that her hers was I was like I don't know if that sounds agreed I yeah Um, yeah no agreed Paul liked it I yeah I'm not an orange chocolate person go ahead yeah sorry Sersha she did an Irish cream one and then Siobhan she did the champagne blackberry and then I wrote what WTF gelatin because first of all they have these gelatin (laughs) sheets you know, like I've seen them before. Never, never seen them. I've seen them on the show. I have never seen them here. We have yes. powder. Wh- whip it up. Um, yes. So yeah, there are these gelatin sheets. And then she ended up putting almost all of them <laughs> in her gelatin. I, my favorite was when Paul told her it, it could set the Thames. But yeah, like she lost track. And then Prue was like, there's one sheet here. And there were 15 in the box. So. Yeah. And you're like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Uh, and the one thing I did notice too is like half of theirs, the trifle didn't, it was like half full. Their little trifle bowl did not seem, I was like, where's, 
where's the rest? And they commented on that with Siobhan because Siobhan got the hype, but now it turns yeah. out it was because like half of it was gelatin in the middle. Gelatin. Yes. Set up like so hard. Yes. Um, Shorsha, my favorite part was when Paul <laughs> asked her what she was putting on the bottom and she said trifle. Yes. And so she kept using trifle as an ingredient <laughs> instead of like saying sponge. She was like, so you're going to put trifle. She's like, yes, trifle. <laughs> yeah. Trifle throughout. So yeah, yes. that was good. So coming out of the signature, it seems like Nicola had the best tasting, but the worst um, texture and yes. they liked Jamie Lee's. Yeah. I remember she was like very proud. They, you know, she was like very impressed with their feedback and, um, I will have to give a shout out to Siobhan because they did comment on her gelatin seeming like slime. And her quote was, please, <laughs> please, slime is a part of our culture. Please don't diss my culture. And that was like the moment where I, and then she like reaches out her hand to give Paul a handshake. And it was just, that's the moment that I was like, oh, this girl is here. Like she's here. She knows yes. that she's probably yeah. not going to, has nothing to speak to for her baking skills, but like, she's just here to have fun and let us have fun. She's an entertainer. So, all right. Next was the technical, uh, which was a canapé which I, I've never had canapes. I, they were telling me all these ingredients and I did not, I, you know, it was like the biscuit and then the beet cream and then some caviar. And I was just like, no, it looks pretty, but no, I'm not. Mm -mm. Yeah. So it was a little, like a, basically a little pancake and then yeah. beetroot cream in caviar and hot salmon. I wanted none of it. Your face when you and said all, all did, of those things. I think we all did okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the way I, I was like, it's not anything that I want. <laughs> um, I wrote down the, their, um, the order. So Dylan came in last then Jamie Lee, yeah. Nicola, Zersha, and then Siobhan won, which I was like, that made me excited. I was like, okay, Siobhan, cool. First. I know she was very, very proud of herself. I was proud of her. Her aunt Betsy, who doesn't drink but likes champagne, would be proud of her. Um, and Nicola's downfall was that she used the oil. The oil, because she was like, "I make, I make pancakes and butter." So yes, I think she would have come out stronger had she not have used the oil. But yes, yeah. And so there you go. That was the that was the technical. <laughs> that was the always technical. my least favorite part. Yeah, and then there, well, because you're like, eh, does it have? I don't know. Does it give them any standing? Yes or no? I'm not sure. You know, because someone will do. <laughs> someone will do like so well with everything else and then their technical wasn't great and then it like boots them off I don't know to me I'm just like okay so they're good at following really vague ass directions good for them <laughs> make a custard I will say that I got really tickled whenever uh in the little in between they had the little ornament that said e Egypt on it I was like, I don't know what that means. And it made me think of <laughs> yeah. y'all's game that you played on one of your episodes. Cause like I had just listened to that episode with looking. Oh. Yes. And so I Googled it. So do you, I mean, do y'all know, Josh, do you know what it means? It's basically, it just means idiot, which makes sense. No, he, he's left, but he was saying that he had growing up that his neighbor was very Southern and she would say idiot. I had not, I mean, I was aware of what it meant, but it was not a term that was used around me, yeah. but Egypt, they do use in Dairy Girls and maybe they use it more now in the second season. Like maybe you haven't heard mm. it as much, but they yeah. do, um, they use it a lot. So I had heard it. So I had heard it there. And then also, um, oh, I, I was going to, there was, I liked just seeing them sitting by the fire and like Dylan was laying on Siobhan's shoulder and like, they just all seem like they genuinely like each other. Yes. Um, 
it's important to have chemistry when you're in yeah, like, and the it, ensemble. Yeah. And Shabam was saying it's just a happy plate, like a happy set to work on. So that's really good. That makes me feel good. All right. So showstoppers, what do you got? So they were doing a sculptural, which I mean, how, how rude of them to be like, hey, bakers who maybe have never baked anything, you've got to make a sculptural structure cake. I don't um, do that. And I'm a decent baker, but I don't do structural sculpted, sculpt, sculpted cakes. I don't do that. Sculpt, sculpted cakes. Uh, so Dylan, he did the 60s and he did a sweet little like camper type deal. And then Jamie Lee, she was the 1930s and hers was the Amelia Earhart emergency <laughs> landing. <laughs> oh, Nicola. I'm laughing only because I'm thinking about the, the finished product. I know. I know of all of theirs, really. Um, Nicola had the cabaret 1930s cake, which um, had a little like bowler hat and like these cute little like art deco type decorations. Uh, Zersha. I uh, thought it had the most potential. Yeah. Yes. Um, Zersha, she, I mean, I liked her idea. It was the 1960s as well. And it was supposed to be this cute tie dye heart that she was going to attempt to like tie-dye fondant but it didn't work out so great it just looked kind of like how you would think play-doh looks after your four-year-old plays with five different colors <laughs> that is what my play-doh looks like after my child plays with four different colors although hers was more gray his goes more green but yeah when she put like four different colors of fondant in a mixer I was like, first of all, honey, just hand roll these things together. Like she put it in the, like in the stand mixer and then, and it wasn't that bad when she pulled it out, but she must've kept working it. Working so, it. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is also God bless this sweet, sweet baker who used trifle as an ingredient in trifle. So, you know, well, and had never made a cake until she made her trifle. Right. And hers, I did say, I like, think hers was never baked a cake. Yeah. And they said hers was the most delicious. So good for her. I mean, she made a freaking cake. Because she added the, the berries and I think she did it well. And so she, yeah, hers was a lemon blueberry and, and the flavor was good. And then Siobhan, God bless her. So the, the, the conceit was that they had to pick a decade, right? That they all liked. And so they did the 30s, a couple of people did the 60s. Well, two did the 30s. It was the 30s and the 60s because yeah. Amelia Earhart was also the 30s. And then Siobhan, she's like, Josh a good memory I had. He like, <laughs> he's like, this is not a decade. He was like, yeah. just because it happened in the decade does not make this a decade cake. But uh, yeah, so she did this. She did a camping cake because her parents had passed away. And this was a really lovely memory from they used to go camping. Yes, it was very cute, very playful. And it was, but that mess at the end. So, so they're all struggling. Nothing really looks great. Claire again had to do a second cake. She had to do the bowler yeah. hat again. Yeah. Um, Dylan's got this giant like VW van. Like the scale was much bigger. But we did learn that Prue was at Woodstock. Woodstock. When she was eleven. Apparently, I don't know if this is a real. I mean, there were babies cool. born at Woodstock. And so, like, so no. I said Prue. I didn't mean Prue. Sandy, the host. Oh. Not Prue. Man, well, I remembered it as Prue, too. That would have made it. Wait, no, it makes more sense that Sandy was at Woodstock than Prue. Right. That would have been Sandy cool. was there when she was 11. Prue would not have been 11. <laughs> but so he wrote Sandy on the side of his van because she's the coolest oh, yeah. chick he knows. Um, but his cakes didn't do so well. One was barely edible, which is really not what you want to hear. And the other one was okay. Jamie Lee's. Amelia 
part. <laughs> she just had a head. She was, so she made this like Swiss roll with big wings and it was just like a head stuck in the grass. Yeah. Like a, a red <laughs> a little... scarf coming out of it. But then Sandy said it looked like it was like shooting blood. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wrote hers as meh, um, which probably reflected the way that yeah. it looked and their reaction to the cake. And then poor Nicola. I knew at the beginning when they said that she's like, oh, I've got the most experienced baking. And then she like struggle busts her way through it. Um, the fact that they called her cake musty made me so sad <laughs> because I was like, how is that? A, how can you how does that get embodied in a flavor? I don't remember. I did not write down what the flavors of her cake wa- were. Well, it was chocolate, but he kept saying, what's in this? And she's like, nothing, chocolate. And he was like, mm, there's coffee in here. And she's like, no. And so he said there was a musty flavor. And then she said there was some type of sugar, but I could not understand what type of sugar she was saying. Oh, so he yeah. said, maybe that's what's accounting for it. But I don't, it sounded like it was like Adam's must sugar, which I know that's not what that is. Unless your husband <laughs> has some sort of like sugar business I don't know about. Yeah, that's a side gig. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. That's how you can afford to do these, these podcasts. Yes. Um, yes. So, uh, and then Jamie Lee also had, like, she put in a, she mixed up tablespoons with teaspoons with baking powder. Oh, yeah. And so she, like, burned Paul's tongue, which was not so good. Yep. Nicola, I remember her being like, hey, why don't you try, like, the, t- the top the top part of the cake? Like, try the hat. And they were like, no, it's not any, it's not any better. Um, but yeah. Start. Nope. So my, uh, I had written my prediction down, which was Zersha, who ended up winning. Um, wow. But the, yeah. And so, well, because I was, I like had to pause. I like, I think I paused the show and I was really trying hard to think about it. And I said, nope, she's the one who like received the best overall feedback, I think. Um, and didn't completely like have an unedible mm-hmm. cake. And, you know, that's what the show, the showstopper is about. But I did write that for congeniality. Of course, Siobhan won Miss, Miss Congeniality. Oh, Siobhan won, Siobhan won our hearts. Yeah. Yep. Siobhan yes. won our heart, which is really the bigger prize. Yes. Um, yes. I was surprised that Sorsha winning. I actually thought Siobhan was going to win because they, they liked the flavors of her cake. Her cake was a hot mess. And when she started frosting the sides of it with her hands, because she was running out of time. And she's like, my hands are clean. She's like rubbing frosting on her cake. I was like, we're all done with this. Um, but because she won the technical, but then that brings it back oh, yeah. to, does the technical really does count? Technical Cause I thought really she count? won the technical. Yeah. So Sorsha won. So congratulations to Sorsha. And then it was very cute when they were sitting outside again and before the announcement and Siobhan was saying like, I think I've ruined the memory of my family, like my parents or oh. whatever. <laughs> And then Claire said, imagine, imagine what Liza Minnelli's going to think. Like she's oh, going to be yes. so disappointed in me. Just, they were very cute. So yes. the takeaway is this is a really fun episode. It helps to have seen Dairy Girls because you will understand their personalities. Well, not their personalities. You'll understand just who they are more. But um, it, it's fun no matter what. It's it's a fun little 50 minutes to spend on maybe on your New Year's. Um, we're welcoming what we hope is a much better year than 2020. Yes. And go watch Jerry girls. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good time. Yeah. You've got nothing better to do because, um, we still can't really go out and do 
a lot of stuff. So, oh, I heard this is so not related, but I was listening to NPR and they were talking about how the sales of TVs have gone up since 2018. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> like people are probably like, shit, we got to be stay at home. I guess we're going to buy a TV. Um, but I also heard that they, the average size was like a 57 inch, whereas a couple years ago it was like a 42 inch or something. So bigger, bigger TVs, more TVs. TV yeah. in my house. No. Oh, the four-year-old asked me the other day if he could have a TV in his room. I was like, absolutely not. And he was like, well, Sissy has one. I'm like, she's 14. Like when you are 14, we'll have a conversation about you having a TV in your room. And he was like, I just really would love to just be in my room and watch TV. I'm like, no, oh, not, a, I understand we're in quarantine, not a thing I'm buying you. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, so my, my, my recommendation for, for our listeners, as we go out of this episode is if you have HBO max, go check out the great pottery throwdown. So it is produced by the same people. It is set up in the same way. There are, um, three challenges. There's like, kind of like their signature, their technical and their showstopper. Um, and it, like the exact same format, two judges, one, well, it's one host. Um, everybody's supportive. I really didn't think I was going to be that into it because it's, I mean, it's pottery, mm-hmm. but it's really engaging. Josh is obsessed with it. We watched like three episodes in a row yesterday. And so he, he was like, he goes, oh man, who am I in a podcast about this? With? And I said, <laughs> well, what about Nate? So then we started thinking about what from a scary home companion in Josh's uh, podcast on pottery would be like. So, oh my gosh, Nate, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but if you're listening, <laughs> you should watch the pottery show so you can podcast with Josh. Should, and Josh was like, Nate's only going to like the ones that are jagged that somebody can like split their <laughs> oh wrist. On. <laughs> um, all right, uh, so check it out. Yes, HBO Max. If you have ET and T cell, you get an HBO Max subscription as part of your thing. Did you get it? I started Googling and like, in you know, I l- logged in and then I lost track of what I was doing, but it's on, it's on my, <laughs> it's on my to-do list, <laughs> but thank you for listening. <laughs> we're like about to get back into just like. So originally we were talking about the great British makeup. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and we digress because we're moms and that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, do you have any hopes for the new year besides the typical like please can we be humans again? You know, I really hope to like, I have personal hope and then I just, and, and it's, it's really great because at my, at my job, my last um, team meeting, we, our manager had us do like something I want to stop doing in the new year, something I want to start doing the new year and something I want to continue doing in the new year. Mm. And like what was really encouraged from all of us is taking time for self-care, which Mm -hmm. I love that I work in an environment that acknowledges that. And so I really, um, they've like instituted and like a no meeting policy during lunch so that like we like protect that time and Mm -hmm. take that time for ourselves because we can all work just straight through. And so my, my hope for the new year is that I'm just, I'm more intentional about taking care of myself and, Josh and I were having this conversation today. It's really easy. And this is a thing that everybody knows. It's really easy for moms to lose your sense of self and your sense of identity outside of your kids and then work. Mm -hmm. And so, and that can cause burnout really quickly. And I had one of those moments this morning where I was just like, I don't exist except for in this like one box and I'm, I'm burning out really fast. So 
just taking, hopefully taking some time to make myself better, which makes me better for my family. Amen. Yeah, no, I think that's beautiful. What about you? Oh, I mean, I, I, along the same lines, you know, I think it's, it's a toss up between that, just, um, acknowledging what I need mentally and being able to set and keep those boundaries with my kids. Um, and, uh, living in the moment more like living, you know, like being in the present. That's my whole thing. I think in Mm -hmm. my adult motherhood life has been not being able to enjoy right now. Cause I'm worried about, you know, what can I get done? What do I need to get done next? What's there to do tomorrow? Da, 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 da. And then before I know it, like the day is gone and I'm like, well, crap, you know? So I think I really want to be more intentional with, um, living, you know, in the moment. And I think having a almost two-year-old and a four-year-old is like the perfect opportunity for me to be able to check myself and be like, do we really need to like do the dishes or do we really need to da 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 da? Or can we take 30 minutes to an hour out of this day and live in the moment with our kids? Yeah. Good. Well, for all of you listening, we wish you a happy 2021. Take some time to be present in your moment and take care of yourself as well. Yes. So. Yes. All right. If you want to spend some more time with us, you can check Ashley out at uh, Offbeat Momcast. Find it anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I think Pandora. I think you can say, Hey, Alexa, play Offbeat Momcast. And you can find Amanda mm-hmm. alongside. Josh at super familiar with the Wilsons. <laughs> and you can also find us where you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple music. We are on audible now as well Ooh. and Amazon um, or Pandora. and Pandora. You're also on Pandora. So you could also tell your Alexa to play us um, or check us out on Twitter at Wilson's underscore do and let us know how you feel about dairy girls, Northern Ireland troubles, Equal tarts, whatever you want to talk about. All right. You you have a happy new year. Happy new year, everybody.